Welcome to another episode of the Dissect Podcast. Today we have Michael Blevins, Mark Twight, and myself, Paul. We have an uh, interesting topic that uh, we want to explore today. It's one that we all have strong opinions on. Uh, we're going to try not to rant too much and see if we can explore it, see if we can pull the pros and cons out of social media today. Oh, Dark Cloud just loomed over the whole conversation. This <laughs> It's either nail biting or you were like, fuck this episode. <laughs> I kind of want to, before people like skip, in fact, like we'll, we'll make a thing. Let us, uh, let us not label the episode as social media yeah, as yeah. to not make somebody or dissuade them from listening to the whole thing. Because in people might, I mean, and might think about my opinion because I'm fairly vocal about what I think about social media. I'm going to, Try to highlight more of the good stuff about it, and the, the one be the one positive? positive thing that you've got written down in your <laughs> notes over there that I see. No, I see two lines now. Yeah, there's two. Okay, I got two positive. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna actually. Over. If I could be honest, one says positives, and the other is just that one positive thing. <laughs> <laughs> it points back. It just points back to the other thing. There's just I didn't write a bad list because I think that's too obvious, but. Um, my my goal for this is to actually for it to be useful which means i i'm going to refrain from ranting although we can't you know there is no such thing as willpower so um you're in for it <laughs> i'm excited sometimes i like to hear rants mm. and i like to hear strong opinions and i think i think social media is a, is a huge problem in society now and i'm i'm the same i i tried to write down some pros and cons I literally, under pros, I have pros and one word. <laughs> and the cons are, oh, there's, a, there's a few more there. So let's kick us off. What, 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 uh, first of all, this topic came up because, well, we mentioned talking about the diet metric little phenomenon that happened the other day and just happened to be uh, explosive outrage, which sounds like I was going to say explosive diarrhea because I think they're very similar. But <laughs> the idea is that, we started talking about social media because we're talking about the one individual problem and you almost can't identify uh, an individual problem without um, containing it in uh, like the brackets of social media. Like, oh, there was this conversation that happened. And unless you like, if you don't identify that it's in social media, you're like, people said, what did they say that to your face? Hmm. No, no, no. This is over the internet. Okay. Now it makes sense. So that's the first thing that I would point out is that <laughs> if people are acting differently um, over the internet than they would in person, then that becomes a really big problem. But it's a problem that we can fix. And it, it, I think that the one good thing is, A, uh, this is going to be a positive nice. that I just you know pulled out of nowhere. I'm impressed, Blevin. <laughs> My positivity. So positive. Well, I listened to a Tony Robbins episode, and now I feel like I'm fucking guru um did you did you do some gratitude journaling <laughs> earlier today this is my gratitude journaling. okay <laughs> i couldn't bring myself to do both <laughs> that and this so this is I'm, I'm counting away the minutes and as soon as i hit 20 minutes it's going to go negative um 
the aspect of um, it is a highly reflective mirror if we're willing to look at it. If, if we read the things that we write, and that's not something that I would say in conversation to somebody or to the person that I'm saying it to or at, uh, rather, then that's probably something that you should not say publicly. Like, I, not everything needs to be said. And I think the, a positive aspect of social media is that um, it has shown us that everybody has this inner dialogue, right? And, and they talk to people without, you know... Um, admitting it or at least acknowledging it, they talk to themselves all day long. We have this constant flow of thought. Even while we're listening to something and somebody else's voice is in our head, we're almost arguing with them quietly. Like I had Mm -hmm. this um, kind of this experience this morning while I was listening to a podcast. It was really interesting on evolutionary biology. Bore everybody to fucking death, except I'm just like, oh, this is fascinating. Erin's doing whatever she's doing in the car, and London was the back as we were driving her to school. So I'm the only one, and I'm arguing in my head with this person telling me this idea while Erin is telling me about something else, and London's in the back talking to the dog. Or like, what? Well, <laughs> And in my, I just had this experience of going like, I'm talking to myself while three other people are basically talking to me. And <clears throat> Lambert is the only one who's got the <laughs> whole thing right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in the back seat, so, just like hanging out, uh, enjoying the scenery. Exactly. My pack is here, going for a ride. Yeah. Uh, he omits probably all the things that are unimportant. And we individually just have this dialogue and most of it is so pointless. It's being worried about whether I shut the air con- or the, the heater off. It's, it's worried about whether I can close the garage door. It's, it's all this anxiety built up over the past and then all of this hesitation towards the traffic that I'm facing in the future or looking at the time, are we gonna get her to school on time? And then also at the same time, arguing with this person. And I think what social media highlights is that uh, us talking in our own head is not necessarily the appropriate voice to talk to other people with. And therefore, if we can use it as a tool to recognize that, I think it could be a good thing. The one caveat to that is that no one is fucking paying attention to what they're saying in their own head. And that that's what well, I want to and, change. And barely paying attention to what they are, quote, saying, unquote, on mm. various social media feeds. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, if we could use the example of uh, that, that came up the other day, the and I can't remember, the, the somebody commented on the Ben Bergeron thing, mm. um, talking about an eating disorder, blah, 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 and then, you know, surfed, backtrack to her own Instagram page <laughs> and she's um, talking about cutting her macros ahead of the oh, open yeah, or something. I forgot all about that. And I just this, went, wow, these two things don't, you know, one is, oh yeah, I get it. You're outraged. That's, you know, that's a thing. Yeah. That's great. You know, about this other person's deal, but then go back to your own piece and you are also putting out sort of uh, information, you know, as a, you know, a trainer or, you know, whatever your position is, fitness, wellness professional, um, you're putting out this information, which is very, which is, um, well, inconsistent with the comment in the other place, but then also is so easy to misinterpret that it's like, it's not useful information. You're cutting your macros. What does that mean? Like, (laughs) like which of them, all of them? Does that mean you're like, you're calorie restricting across the board ahead of this 
high intensity performance that you're about to do? Because that makes a lot of sense. So I, I think that that's really funny because when somebody leaves a gnarly comment on a thing, I go chase that comment down to get a perspective and to maybe some oh, context as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to, oh, who, whoa, that's an inflammatory comment. Like, mm-hmm. where are they coming from? And I don't know if that's unusual. I think most people call that, um, I don't know, creeping on people's feeds, but <laughs> I call it investigatory. In, yeah wonder like i i just wonder where they're why why well, they should, have that opinion how how strongly should i respond to this is this a respect is this coming mm. is this a voice of experience is this a you know is, is this a a a peer let's say mm. who is commenting on you know whatever the creative output is mm. i know exactly what you're talking about because <laughs> i tracked back to a couple of pages <laughs> after reading comments about this very podcast um a, a couple of times and just realized like oh this is this this person is you know, irrelevant. Therefore the opinion is irrelevant, but I'll just leave the comment cause it's cute. Oh yeah. Uh, that's well. So, uh, a rule that brings up a, an interesting rule that I have is that I don't erase comments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless I, uh, was grammatically incorrect. And then I edit the comment and I'll probably sometimes put a star and be like edited for grammar or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> grammar Nazi was here. <laughs> grammar Nazi was here. Um, I, I, we can even talk about people posting about our own stuff in in uh, relation to this without trying to get too snarky because, you know, when somebody makes a negative comment, the first my first reaction is to the accuracy of that comment. And in anything, like, is it accurate? Um, mm. And then is it relevant? Um, I, I believe you're talking about the, the spoon maker or whatever. Uh, somebody said, like, oh, first two episodes suck. I could totally agree with that. Like, I would give yeah. him a high five for yeah. that because we weren't trying to be – but we weren't trying to be a podcast yet. We were actually just trying to launch and then get into it. And so those were not, uh, he was accurate in saying we like, were, we bought the ticket. Mm. So we had to take the ride. Exactly. And you know, honestly, that was it. It was to put mm. those first, that first one out. And I don't think the second one's that bad actually, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> hit a personal it, note there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I would defend it to, whoever to, to anyone but um mostly because i would just a, a, assert that well you didn't actually know what you were listening to you didn't understand what you were hearing right yeah. but um but i would have to agree with the, the 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 comment about the first one but but it and then i will agree with your comment that yeah we we launched it so we would have to continue because we could have just yeah. sat and practiced and yeah. recorded and you know that kind of thing There's and it's never an appropriate like perfect time for anything like that yeah it's best to just start it's interesting. It's in the reason I brought it up and it's kind of funny because I, I brought this, this topic up, but in the, in the end of the day, like I literally could give two shits less of what happens on social media. But one of the things that you hit on Michael that I, that I actually think is a benefit is, is how that it is a pretty strong reflection and that the people that are commenting there, it's, it's because of the medium that they are doing it in, it's completely honest. Mm. So whether it's negative or positive, whatever, a lot of it's just fluff. Yeah, and, and we've talked talked about it in the past of like, I, I think our mentalities, we, we almost don't pay attention to the positive comments, especially on something like <laughs> yeah. social media. We tend to focus on the negativity. Uh, but I mean, that it's, it's true, honest feedback. And it's mm. because you don't have someone people have reservations if, if they're in your face, you know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you have face to face contact, they're going to be less apt to tell you, Oh, the first two episodes were shit, you know, cause they can see you and, and they, they're just scared of conflict. So, so they hide behind this, 
this wall of the internet and they can they there's can no physical it. ramifications but there is social consequences correct yeah. right and, and maybe the social consequences aren't so obvious like if somebody was going to tell me like man your first first two magazines or episodes or things that you did professionally are shitty um, I'm not going to be physically violent towards that person. I'd probably laugh for somebody's honesty. And that would, that would, it would do the opposite of what most people think. I'd be like, oh, tell me more. Like I, yeah. I'm now suddenly captivated by somebody that has such strong honesty, in which case we can bring this to, uh, maybe this is a neutral uh, subject about social media, and that is of honesty. Now there's extreme honesty, and this is its own practice. I don't know if you've heard of extreme honesty but it's pretty fucking hilarious i read a book once called that oh no it was called extreme something else (laughs) (laughs) that happened to be pretty honest that what you mean what i just said or that book the book (laughs) the subject was still extreme honesty it was just called extreme something else yeah (laughs) so uh the extreme honesty thing is interesting because they um it is useful to a point, and, and the the whole philosophy behind extreme honesty is that um, you alleviate any pretension out of it. Um, the harmful, the 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 hard part to fathom is that you do just as much damage as you do good by telling you you're this way. Mm-hmm. I can help you, but some of those things just don't need to be mentioned because they they don't they can't be changed. They can't be altered. Honesty and, can be the greatest form of cruelty. Yes. For someone. And I would, in in this whole idea that, you know, the comments on, you know, that, that, that one would make on a particular subject, you know, via, via social media, whether those comments are on, you know, the poly hypothesized or I, I, I don't know if that's the exact Scientific right method. description, yeah, yeah. but, but, um, that the, that the comments were more honest because they would be different. They would withhold if they were in front of you because you know they 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 don't want to you know create conflict or whatever. But I don't think that um, the, the the distance of the geo, you know the the binary separation or whatever it is that you have via social media. I don't think that promotes honesty. I think that mm-hmm. amplifies people's um, uh, because then we'd have to like sort out what the definition of honesty is and am, am I being honest when we're face to face or am I being honest when I can you know comment you know from mm-hmm. relative obscurity behind a fake name through via a you know a, a, a certain channel and so is you know face to face with that same person wh- which of these is the honest mm. one and which yeah. one is just like I'm I'm being you know I'm winding you up via social media and I'm being overly nice face-to-face, and both are dishonest, That's actually, my opinion. That's something that that I probably haven't um, thought about too deeply, which now is making it. So there is this separation between being um, honest and, uh, and critiquing or criticizing in a helpful manner, in an honest manner. Like uh, I, I, the equivalent is if uh, I have a friend who will you know put up an article on his website every once in a while or, or he just wants some feedback of, of whether this sounds good or not. And when he sends it to me, it's full of notes about ideas and crossing out lines and pointing out things that are redundant or things that don't are unnecessary. And eventually, like honest, critical feedback starts to look a lot like teaching. Yeah. Um, therefore, it can be useful. And that doesn't mean that I assert myself in a position where I have that esteem, but he asked for something and I want to be helpful. And that's that's way more involved than just 
putting some sort of negative comment in a, in a comment line. And I think the sure. other way to do it is I'm being overly honest and critical because I want to hurt this person's feelings. And that I can be guilty of too because Cause you are I, I the guess best I, internet fighter around. Yeah, I mean, I used to say like my brother has like four national debate titles. Like he is hands down what I would call a master debater is what I used to make fun of him for. I've never lost a debate to him. So what does Ooh. that make me? <laughs> so what I used to premise it with. But the idea is like most of the time I argue to help an idea or to push because I, a, I have this, I don't follow people generally that I don't like, or at least if I do follow them for some ranting motivation, I never comment on the thing because it is completely pointless. But the people that I do end up commenting on, I usually have some sort of respect for them. Um, therefore, it comes from a, a good place, a place where I think critical feedback should be accepted. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, though, I will kind of go off the rails and hurt somebody's feelings to make myself feel better. Like that, if they're wrong, sure, why not? Like, why not use this? And maybe that's what is, <laughs> that's like my maturity level on the internet. And we all have our maturity level. Mine isn't as advanced as I'd like to admit, but <laughs> that's one difference that he just brought up that I, I probably have never just really thought about long and hard about like yeah. if I'm commenting and I excuse it under honesty, can I also label it under constructive? And that, that I think that's a big differential on social media that we need to make. Crabs in a bucket. <laughs> Always. That's all, I'm, that's all I see right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that is, there is something to that. So, I, I mean, my problem, we can kind of, Jumped actually, in. actually, let me sure, yeah. stop this um, right now. Just not not the whole podcast, but um, this this idea. I would like to just in, ask you, Paul, what do you? What is the goal of your social media usage? Ooh. Like, why do you? Why do you engage in it? Why do you? I mean, if because if you, if I don't if I if I don't give a fuck if I don't give it you know give yeah. two shits or whatever it is, um, then you know in, in some ways because we are all present. And we're totally. all using it yeah. for some purpose. I think everyone, well, if they're conscious, they have they have an idea, like an objective of why they're yeah. using it, maybe. And mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. And 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 if you want to even go deeper, is I use Twitter for this, I use Instagram mm. for this, I use Facebook for this, I got my website for this. That's where I was yeah. getting on. So you hit yeah. it in a way better way. And yeah, I'm more than happy to answer that question. And in, in the only pro that I wrote down here was connection. And Ooh. that's the only reason that I have the social media, the social medias Yeah, is uh, I've been able to, to make connections with people that I would have no other access to mm. other than social media. So that's really the only reason I probably have, uh, like specifically the sect has a, uh, a, a Instagram account is for that quote unquote connection. <clears throat> and then secondary to that, it's to relay an idea. Um, or it, it's essentially a platform, a platform to uh, push out an idea or a, or a concept or something. And I can barely do that. It's definitely a chore. It's something, it's it's one of those things that uh, it's, it's what, how we access people. It's the same reason, you know, we could argue that we're doing this podcast. I mean, why are we, I, I find benefit in this con this, this conversation just being us here, but why are we recording it? Why are we putting it out? 
uh, and it's just a platform. Um, and I can only do essentially so much. So I only use, <laughs> wait, you have a finite amount of energy. <laughs> My goodness. Patience, a finite <laughs> amount of patience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So I use Instagram to feed the others, the other, I mean, the other, uh, it links to Facebook and it so do, to, so, so you are one of those people who, <laughs> when you post on one platform, it auto feeds to other platforms. It auto so feeds. If I post on the sex, the sex, uh, Instagram feed, mm -hmm. it automatically posts on the Facebook page, the sect Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I don't even know. I think initially the only reason I started the sect Facebook was because the, it, there was the website wasn't yeah, uh, yeah. built. Yet. The website Seeing wasn't how built. That's and to that point, too, the website, like that's, has, I mean, it's obvious that that is on my priority list because it still uh, is under construction. Um, Which and, is why you're not wasting time commenting on other people's bullshit social media posts. <laughs> and that's that's what it comes down to me is like, do, yeah. I, I don't understand how people have this much time. When, when you uh, sent me that thing and I looked and there was like 300 fucking comments on this thing, I'm like, <laughs> people and that's what that's no, what drove me to even bring this up is like it's a problem because i look at that and i'm like 300 and something people commented on that and 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 i would actually you know if you went back and sort of analyzed all those you know what time of day according to what time zone they're in they're mm -hmm. robbing their fucking boss that, all those people are at work and that's when most of you know eight mm -hmm. to five in whatever time zone that you're in that's when most of those comments get made. Yeah. And no one's like, no one's cutting into their personal time at night, you know, to, to comment because. Which is contrary got, to. Which is changing drastically. I think that, okay. that metric was, was accurate maybe eight years ago. And now if you look at. Wait, uh, I'm, I'm behind the time. You're behind the time. <laughs> Damn it. If you, well, I only know this because it, they're tracking this data and, and mostly it's happening. There is a work time and I think it's like the 10, 11 Okay. Whatever your time zone you're in, which would place you an hour after you get into work and pretend to work on something is when and you then, then open up a check. Okay. And then there's actually an evening before you go mm. to bed kind of deal that's like a 9, 10, 11 p.m. Okay. And so people are using this information like in order to ride the wave of interactive. So if I know people are going to be on whatever, not that I give a shit, if you post at this time, there's more interaction with it, which is an interesting point because it, social media has changed. I mean, if we go back to like some of the original forums and then it was subject or category dependent, like, oh, I'm into cars. So I'm on th and I'm into this kind of car. Therefore, I'm on this forum and this forum. And if you're into guns, if you're into exercise, you're on bodybuilding.com. The forums really for almost a decade were these social media where, where you could go get an internet arguments towards a certain subject. And mm -hmm. then you know, some uh, friendster came along that really kick-started like the whole, hey, you don't have a subject. <laughs> you just want to fucking be on the internet and talk to other people. So this interaction, then we had MySpace and MySpace was just a, 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 one of the first ways. And there was a couple others uh, before that, but um, one of the first ways where I could just like put a poster board up of my life yeah. and people could comment and interact in a way that people can't. And what I saw, uh, what, what my personal bias on, on thinking social media grew so much is because it finally, for the first time, allowed um, somebody to take 
their own personal life and put it into a place where other people could pretend to care about it. And I say pretend to care because they can comment and like in order to get the same feedback back. And that seems how most things go in in social media even today, no matter what the platform is, is, oh, that person liked my thing, so I have to go and like theirs. I happen to be one of the people who's very stingy with my likes. Like, like obviously, I usually like Aaron's shit, but she did a quote the other day, and my first thing that came to my head is like, oh, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not going to like that comment. This is way too fucking positive. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped myself because it was not positive criticism. Oh, no, yeah. It wasn't positive feedback. And especially if it's It was your, honest, yeah. but it wasn't positive. Yeah. <laughs> So there, and now now we're into a place where almost so there now there's a almost it's culturally separated, but it is also age dependent. Like Snapchat has a certain demographic, Facebook has a demographic, Instagram has a demographic, and Twitter has a demographic, and they're also broken into industry to me. And so th- there seems to be like different uses for different things. Like I had probably the most interaction by using Twitter out of all the platforms that I've ever used just because it was geared towards short, sweet, to the point links that people would like and it's towards an industry where there happens to be a lot of scientific and training related people on Twitter. And there also mm-hmm. happens to be a lot of like tech people, um, uh, people in the uh, education uh, industry. All these, it, it seems to be a place where they can interact and Facebook seems to be the fucking dumpster of the world but you know it's a big enough place where people can interact a certain way so the use has become very interesting to me because uh, my voice i notice changes as i change platforms Hmm. and i don't know if anybody else does that sociopath (laughs) it could be that or (laughs) like i'm like well i'm not going to talk to my grandma on this voice or or (laughs) whatever i mean is is your assessment of the demographic of that particular mm. channel or platform, correct? I guess, and 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 so so what you're saying is you're modifying your tone of voice or the language you use or whatever, um, according to what you think or who you think mm. is using that platform. I, it was more subconscious, and okay. when I noticed it, I kind of like, well, I don't need to do that, so I just like got rid of the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I still like you, you still have to have apparently a Facebook account, otherwise you can't look at shit. Like everybody, uh, like they played the uh, open workout. Over Facebook Live. Like, what in the actual fuck? Just stream it on your own. I mean, they're a hundred, multi-hundred million dollar company. And they can't stream their own fucking video? No, I have to have an account to go look at that video. So Mm. I keep it because people constantly send me links on comments or articles and things. Um, I just don't ever check it. Like, when I went back to check it, there was like 950 notifications. I don't, like, no, I'm not ever going to go through that because it's a waste of time. And most of it is Facebook and, and Twitter, all these places, they all know that they're doing a dopamine trigger to yeah. people that use their platform. So when they give you a notification, they know that you'll check your notifications more often, <gasps> more frequently. Yeah, like, oh, some, and it usually has nothing to do with Somebody anybody. paid attention to me. Well, and now it has nothing to do with that. Originally, that's how notifications were. Like somebody commented on a thing, they liked your thing, or they replied to you, or blah, 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 blah. You have a direct message. Now, if you look at it, 
it's so fucking terrible. It's like this thing that you liked six months ago did this other thing that you liked six months ago, and they commented with a person that you also follow. So we, you basically get notifications from shit you have nothing to do with. We notice <laughs> that you live in a particular place, and we'd like to inform you about the weather there today. <laughs> right. Ding. Right. Uh, and so this <laughs> like, is uh, my, my biggest positive thing, like Paul, is the ability to connect to other people that it wouldn't normally have exposure to. And mm-hmm. this has turned out multiple times to be very, very positive. As in, I've met people that uh, it just so happened that they saw that I was in the same country, the same city, the same state, and asked like, hey, meet up, whatever. And if it's, you know, not a fucking psycho, yeah, for sure. Coffee, drinks, whatever. I'm in London, um, there's a guy, uh, Gavin Davies, who's a cyclist. And he found out I was in London for a few months and he worked it out. Hey, let's meet here. I just saw that he was a cyclist and I was interested because I don't fucking cycle anymore. So we went and got food, talked for, you know, we ended up being about philosophy, ended up being about training practices. And he had never done gym stuff before. He just noticed that I did gym stuff and I used to be on a bike. So the conversation uh, elaborated and he got into gym training to support his cycling. And now he's been to almost every event that I've ever done in the UK. He's purchased almost everything that we've put out. And he's been, and it's like, you know, the connection there was mutual. Like I've got a, a lot of benefit from talking to that person. And likewise, hopefully got a benefit from, from connecting as well because it became yeah. more personal. Now I know that person. Now when I see his name pop up, I go, oh, okay, I can put a face to it. And so that that's my biggest positive for social media. Um, that and the relevancy. Like, what's relevant right now? So what, mm. um, it, has it been across the board in, in the sense of, uh, okay, if you're used to Twitter, did mm. that produce as sort of many interesting correction connections um, as Instagram or some other? It has only happened positively over Twitter. Only. Oh. Only, yeah. Interesting. And I never, I never <laughs> really used Twitter much. Yeah, and a lot of people say that. Like a lot of people don't get it or it doesn't, but for for me, and I didn't at first. So to be honest, like when I was against all of it, like once yeah. I erased my space, I was done. Like, okay, I had my handle. Um, like <laughs> it was great for like, you know, interactive dating or whatever you want to call it. But after the that falls apart and you're like, this is just soon as total. Tin- as soon as Tinder came along. <laughs> yeah, I missed the I whole mean, Tinder phase actually. Okay. Like. Yeah, I, I never got to swipe left or whatever. What is, which ones denies people? Because that's my know. favorite. Fuck. Like if I just like X people out and let them know that I X them out, that would be the ultimate social media for me. <laughs> like the, the thumbs down <laughs> is my favorite button. Um, <laughs> no, by the time uh, that all came around, like Twitter started and I was like, eh, it seems stupid. And then, funny enough, well, I saw that that's, Jim Jones got a Twitter account. That's because... Uh, you use too many words. Twitter restricted the number of sure, characters you used could to. Use. Now it, it's like fuck double, so it's pointless. Well, no, it's I, yeah. I totally agree. It's yeah. pointless. It was certainly pointless um, for uh, the 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 overarching use that I had for Twitter mm. that I didn't realize in the beginning, but then later uh, realized and and tried to exploit before I quit um, was to learn how to write concisely. Mm. Like mm. it was a beautiful tool for that yeah. because you just run out and then you have to go, oh, well, this word is unnecessary. Oh, yeah. oh, if I, if I make the tone, if I make the, 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 the voice in which I'm writing more active, I can use fewer words and say more. This was like a fascinating use for that. And now you, you have twice the characters and people say less. 
Like oh, they use, but they use they, they use, use all the characters. They use all the characters. Actually, have less to say, and the, mm. this is so. The only reason I got I get back into it was because I saw Jim Jones had an account. And I was like, that's weird. Like I thought they would have been against this whole thing, and so I opened an account just to see what they were posting, and then I started interacting <laughs> the same way. Wait, how long ago? How, how long ago was that? Two thousand and six. Two thousand seven. Okay, so. It was right, yeah. So in the be- yeah, so in the beginning, I was <laughs> writing on that account, and then it got taken over by uh, some someone else mm-hmm. who actually tried to school me once on no, you need to post it this time because the more <laughs> people will see it. I'm like, no, I post when I think of it, <laughs> yeah, dumb yeah, motherfucker. When it's, when it's relevant to me, not relevant to other fucking yeah. people. Yeah, n- not right or doesn't have some imagined yeah. relevancy in, to, right. to others or, but, and yeah. and. That right there is is one of the biggest problems that I see with social media is that we we could maybe agree that like the biggest pro is is some sort of connection that we wouldn't have. But for me, the 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 biggest negative thing about it and what really pisses me off is when you see people on their phone in the presence of other people that are there present like they're they're there you could look look to them and, and speak to them face to face but they would rather spend time in this in this virtual world and then it's just well, a, a misaligned why, priorities but let me yeah. stop you like that excuse that, me just, one that, second that's just so I, disrespectful i need to update you know? well, my so there is a cost to this but i want to stop like why why would instead of interacting with the person uh, aside from like oh i got a message i don't want to check or uh, but this is like you see people on Instagram while at dinner with other people. This is not like this isn't uh, our finding. A lot of people have commented on this. Sociologists are studying yeah. it. Psychologists are like very curious as how this is going to hurt us down the line. And this becomes the cost. Like the cost for social globalization is the same like dilution of social quality. So now that I can interact with uh, everybody everywhere, okay, maybe every once in a while I can get a really good connection and make make some. I mean, people have written books who connected over social media together. Like that was how Steve Magnus ended up writing his peak performance book. Mm. It's like over social media, somebody that happened to be a fan of his um, ended up being a really good uh, co-author for his next subject book. Mm. And they just met in a coffee shop and it ended up being this really cool thing. But for... the for the most part, the cost of that is that while you're socializing virtually, you're missing out socializing in reality. And that I want to know um, why that is. Like, Why is it so much more attractive? There's a couple studies that point to this that I didn't think they would be relevant to this, but they make more and more sense. And uh, when we talk about photography and Instagram like we did with Vance, and he brought up a really good point about like it's not the digital camera necessarily that – that change, although the digital camera did, but it's not necessarily the iPhone that changed how we look at pictures. It's Instagram and how it lays it out and your ability to filter or change the image so that it's more attractive. So it catches the eye because our eye is attracted to contrast, right? So if there's high contrast and high saturation, we're drawn in. So the world on the phone is and, more and, interesting. Until everything is high contrast right. and high saturation. Well, and until I you look stop up noticing from... it anymore, or you actually, I consciously reject it. I mean, the, the couple of photographers I used mm-hmm. to follow that I just refuse to now because I'm like, okay, that's your spin on reality. That's not like, my reality is black and white. I'll shoot a color photo and I'll make it black and white mm-hmm. um, to precisely do the opposite. And it won't be like super high contrast right. silhouette or whatever, unless that's appropriate for the subject. But um, 
but but those things like this this the the fact of those filters mm. like i will make it look better okay i'm a shitty photographer but i can press these buttons or these combinations of buttons to mm. you know render the shitty image somewhat pleasing to me anyway and then mm. post it and then and we and we all suffered in the beginning of with with the filters of just like overdoing over, yeah. overuse high pass is like uh, in in photoshop high pass filtering and hdr are some of the things where they take you know, two images of the same, like different settings, two images of the same exact thing, and they blend them together in order to pull the shadows and, and recede the stuff that's uninteresting. So I can set a camera up. You can do this still with like, I mean, you can do it in a dark room. It's just fucking more difficult. So I take two pictures, but I change the settings in between. Therefore, when I put it in the dark room, I cut in half of my negative and the other half, and that's basically what an HDR is. And, and essentially what I, what I was going with it was, um, although if I look at all the high contrast pictures in the flow of Instagram, or let's say even go to the search function to see like people you may know, whatever the fuck that means. If I look at, you know, nine by nine square of high, highly contrasting, high saturation, generally on their own, they would grab your eye altogether. Yeah. They start to mend into the same, but even that is way more interesting than when I lift my eyes from my phone and I just see the dull world. Hmm. So one of the first thoughts I think is like the hyper realness of like, okay, every, the every world. ass cheek on Instagram looks like way better than ass cheeks in real life. And every guess, workout looks way bigger. That's because you don't get, you don't have scratch and sniff with an iPhone. <laughs> and you know, some of those ass cheeks, towards ass cheeks, ass uh, cheeks might not look so nice if you, you know. So here's where I see the downfall in the in you know the the term social globalization is is kind of a joke, but in reality, where I think it's going to go, they, they did this study uh, a long time ago, and it had this had more to do with human uh, sexualization of things. So we implant. Uh, even our guys with calves that are bigger and muscles that are bigger, we have synthol that we inject into our biceps. Like everything becomes hyper real because in the end we're we are. Um, initially attracted to silhouettes of things like small waists and big shoulders on guys and, and small waists and big boobs and big butts on girls to allow us to know that they could take care of our young is how the evolutionary signal is. And what that's become uh, is something that they now, I think they call it the, the glass beetle syndrome. So there are these beetles that are black and they're really shiny. And they're attracted to other beetles who are really shiny as well because it shows that they're well taken care of. So the sheen on the beetle becomes what's attractive. That's that's what carried over through adaptation through evolution. But it's it because it suppose that that one particular characteristic um, is representative of other more meaningful right. characteristics. All hmm. all put together to a correlative signal of right. I have a shiny shell kind of deal, right? The same thing that would be, <laughs> you know, yeah. mammalian breasts show that they can, they have all the nutrient density to take care of a child. Therefore, we're just attracted to breasts. If you're men, that becomes like a evolutionary signal, a signal that once I see it, you almost can't help but look. Because you think it means something else. Right, right. But now but then, instead but, of the thing that I'm looking for, now I'm just looking for the other. Yeah, but then you're you're going to get tricked, dude, because I don't know if you've, you well, know, you're familiar <laughs> that not all breasts are real now. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and, and I'm, it for I'm, 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 I'm sorry that <laughs> well, to, to, to be the guy to tell you that, but um, but maybe no. that doesn't isn't indicative of the characteristic that we 
Well, so this is, is where like, this is where that study went because they went, man, this seems like a human problem in microscopic or reduced terms. So they tried to trick these beetles. So they put, I, I believe it was a glass bottle with shined up some ants. Yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, no, even worse, <laughs> they took them. an inanimate <laughs> object. Okay, and then they uh, they put it in the the area, and the the beetle just went crazy for it because it, the sheen like they've never seen it. It's bigger than it's ever seen it. Man, it goes. The, what they the beetle for, was bouncing on its own pogo stick. What they didn't notice <laughs> is that when they took the bottle away and then put a proper mate back in, it didn't care about the proper mate anymore. It's like I've seen the whole grail. And now yeah. you see, fuck, you know that like lip thing that girls are doing where they like purposefully, but like I get it. Like you want to take the lines out of your lips. You want some Botox. That makes total sense to me. Like the youthful whatever. But there is actually a syndrome where girls look for this accentuated look. It looks like a fucking blow-up doll. Like, it legitimately looks shiny and plastic. And it's like, what kind of male are you trying to attract? <laughs> like, and this is a syndrome. Like, okay, this is the hyper-real world that we're now altering ourselves to be hyper-real because nobody can look up from their fucking phone. Yeah. And the world's a more beautiful place in my phone than when I look up right now. I'm like, wow, we're in this podcast studio. Yeah. It's really, there's just cardboard on the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just made it sound like we're in some like dungeon with, yeah. well, there's, we're kind there, of our, there's not a drain hole in the middle of the floor. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Well, I don't know if we're going to dual purpose this room for a kill room. I think we need it, to make that happen. Yeah. And these, these, yeah, I these mean, sound blankets need to become plastic sheets. <laughs> And then we can get rid of all these people that are fucking yeah, just like hi. We'd love to. You're 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 a ridiculous character, you know, a a caricature of something, and we want to eradicate that. Please come talk to us. So, and on the hyper real thing, because okay, so the photo thing is obvious, and I think that that'll take decades to understand the price we're going to pay for that. Um, because I want to go some like I want to go to a destination. I want to see the world. But when I go to like Hawaii, it doesn't look like it I thought look, it would. <laughs> it doesn't look like beautiful destinations. The Instagram handle that took a picture of Hawaii from a helicopter. All right, all right, but yeah. but see that's been around forever. And I'm going to bring this up because because it, it came up sometime recently that mm. that. Um, moons over my hammy <laughs> never looks as good on the plate as it does in the photo at Denny's. Uh, like, so you're talking about falling down? Uh, I, no, I'm talking oh. about me fucking going to Denny's and being dissolute, disappointed yeah. with like, wait, it's not nearly as shiny and waxy and beautiful and kind of smells different than I thought it would too. Have you seen falling down? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you yeah. know what I'm referring. Okay. But I'm, but I'm also thinking about this. Okay. The, 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 the Instagram representation of like, a, apparently you know, everyone has should go to or has already been to Iceland mm. because, you know, that's that's the like the destination where all the photos are being taken these days. Oh, with the, the aqua super- blue water mm-hmm. and, the, and the snow and or, the or the snow and the volcanic yeah. and the blah, blah, blah. You know, but it, 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 it seems to be the thing. And I, you know, uh, I, I blame Chris Burkhard for like <laughs> most of that. But um but just the, just the idea that okay, it doesn't. It, I, I'm going to go to Kauai, and it's not going to look like this. But it's also not going to look like the poster that was on the wall. You know, the National Geographic poster of right. you know waterfalls in Kauai that I had, or that my dad had. You know, on the wall in mm-hmm. the stairwell of the house when I was eight years old. Like I don't think it would ever look like that either, because mm-hmm. even with film. And, you know, back in the day thing, you know, liberties were taken. Like, we're not interested in reproducing accurate necessarily. 
when it comes to photographs, you're trying to like, especially if the point is to sell the photograph or help sell the article in the magazine, which then sells the magazine, which mm -hmm. then sells the travel, you know, the, the, the you know, the, 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 whatever the travel agent is offering to get you to go to the place. Like you want to make it look better. I mean, you're putting the best possible spin on it when you write about it. You're putting, you know, the best possible sort of quote filter unquote on right. it when you are broadcasting that photograph. And, and so well, none of it's real. And when I look up, you know, right now mm -hmm. I see two very real people a very real dog and a plywood fucking table <laughs> and that's real and there's and there's like no there's no filtering that could kind of make this actually any better oh well because I think the conversation like and this is this is where the hyper real thing comes from is you can um, you can kind of make the camera obscura thing you can make that 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 is a thing if we're only visually um if we only like the visual appeal of something, but there's something that social media misses on some, and for the most part, and that's real conversation. That's like, that's the hardest thing to replicate because that takes genuine effort and that takes mm. two genuine people going back and forth. And that's why it doesn't matter that there's cardboard on the you know, windows in here. I'm not paying attention to it because the sensory overload is that there's two people highly focused in the same room, talking about a given subject and that that's something that social media can't necessarily ever replicate. You can't yeah. do it virtually. Like a conversation in person can never be the same thing. Even if you have Skype, even if you have, you know, FaceTime, it is never the same thing. Even though, you know, I would, you know, from our jobs abroad, I would FaceTime Aaron every day because you want to get as close to oh, the yeah. real thing as you can. And even like I would comb my hair because I want her to see me in a hyper real state when she's not around. I don't fucking give a shit. Like I, I don't <laughs> wear sweatpants every day. So I do. We all have a, a sense of like, I want to make this look better than it really is. <laughs> like, that's and that's when, funny because for a long time when I was in London and, and Selena would I, Selena and I would only text. Mm. Um, because neither, like we would either like fly somewhere and meet and see uh -huh. each other in person, or we would only text because it was too, because like the whole huh. FaceTime thing, mm. it's like, oh, it's almost like you're here, but I'd rather, I'd rather just be reminded that you're not here, that mm. we are not where either of us wants to be right now. And so using, and later we ended up, you know, the last couple of months that I was over there, we ended up talking on the phone more. Um, because we realized that we, you know, we couldn't sustain a relationship, on, you know, by, with our thumbs. Right. <laughs> um, well, but, I, yeah, I think the, writing misses the yeah. inflection, yeah. which is, well, I, I, I mean, that's what I got from it. And maybe that it's, I think that's, that's an interesting premise is like, make it hurt a little bit more. And that way you'll enjoy the time back. Like the yeah, and, distance and, makes the heart grow. And I'm going to change yeah. the conditions that I've accepted. Right. Because, because I'm going to realize, okay, this is the more, you know, the more important thing. I, one reason that I will never go away on a movie job again is because I'd rather spend, um, time with her. I don't want to go back to texting and FaceTime and shit right. like that while I'm, you know, somewhere else giving my time or selling my time to someone about whom I don't fucking care. Yeah. You can just line up, um, I don't know, 10 or 12 people who need surgery on the next movie job and she can just come with you and be the onset yeah. surgeon. Yes, we provide uh, fitness and podiatry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to break your feet, you know, um, uh, in the gym and then we'll, style. <laughs> and then we'll fix them later. Yeah. 
then we have somebody who's really good at fixing them. The, another thing that I think uh, is worth talking about is is kind of the worth of each platform because we kind of went over you know the bullshittiness of all of them, but they are not all equal, and they all have kind of their different. I mean, Facebook is out for me one hundred percent just because how shitty they are business wise. I mean, do, do did you? Yeah, just shitty they are generally as a company, and yeah, you know how how the the effect they've had, which I don't think is necessarily positive on society. But mm-hmm. um, but did you ever use it for sort of a positive thing? Like, was it? Did you? Because it seemed to be. Oh, this is the way because you know you know, friendships and relationships are decentralized. You know, I went away to college and then I went back home and now I don't have contact with my college Re- friends. Reconnect. But, but this gives me a way to um, somewhat stay in contact with them. And, and even if it's, you know, shallow contact or whatever, like that's why I thought it sort of started. And I don't have a, you know... Uh, a, yeah, I, so I've had maybe one or two positive. The one that comes to mind uh, was from Facebook. It was a long time ago. It was probably 10 years ago. And uh, I was in Mexico for a couple of days. And I had posted that I was in Mexico. I was in Puerto Vallarta. And a friend of mine uh, from high school, she was there. I hadn't seen her for, for at least six years or something, maybe even longer than that. And she was like, you're in Puerto Vallarta. I'm in Puerto Vallarta. So we just <laughs> met up and hung out for a day. And that, that, that was like... That was the only positive thing that ever came from it. So then that was the stimulus for the person to invent Tinder? <laughs> like, I'm here, you're here, we're close, let's get it on? Grinder, <laughs> grinder. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, if I could just, you know, hang a handkerchief from one yeah. pocket or the next, then we would really cut the bullshit. We sure would. Uh, f- from that point on, though, Facebook, I've been fairly uh, I, malicious, or maybe that's not the right word. I... I really am pessimistic about the use of Facebook, mostly because how the algorithms work and how they've, you know, the, the one story that you gave me, in fact, I think it was like this guy was, uh, he had recruited so many millions of people and he was just trying to send out basically a message to them to tell them about the thing that he had done. So he had enough clout and enough um, hierarchy or platform that people were attracted to what he was saying and Facebook would not allow him to reach the people that he had attracted. So they, they would charge him to. So if you want to reach, so they had 8 million followers or something, for $1,000, he could reach like 18,000 of them. So he could was pay. Was this a, recent? Like yeah, yeah this, is, oh, okay. yeah, this is not that long huh. ago. And that, in my mind, I was just like, hold on. This person obviously has something worth knowing, sell, like buying something, like whatever it is. It could be celebrity. It could be bullshit. But the fact that he is using their platform, which is bringing people to their place, therefore they can advertise them, advertise to to those eight million, and then charging the person who brought those people to their platform to then talk to the people who they attracted to, this is fucking insane to me. Like this is the worst kind of I don't know socio political scam that I've ever seen. And that, and that's so Sam Harris had this problem too because I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. I never got any of his things over Facebook. Like I and I I would go to his page and be like, "Oh, I didn't see that he posted that 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 this this that the other. I didn't know he had a live event." And it turns out he was having that same problem. Like he had millions of followers and he could not tell them about the stuff that he was doing without paying thousands and thousands of dollars just to make an announcement. And to me, that's a dead platform. The 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 whole uh, 
I don't know, the political bot thing is also another like and the 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 bias like the confirmation bias of facebook is just insane Mm -hmm. like when they say that they worked out an algorithm to show you things that they think that you're into what in the actual fuck how do you how do you know what i mean i'm actually into things that i'm not into like i like seeing things specifically that i've never (laughs) liked before how would you possibly know that if i've never liked it before therefore all i keep seeing is like crossfit shit cool Fuck that. Like, I, because, like, why? Because I dropped into a CrossFit gym and I reviewed it. So Facebook, mm-hmm. like, oh, you must really like CrossFit shit. Actually, no, I don't. In fact, when people post nothing but CrossFit shit, that's the first thing to go out the fucking window. So that's my problem with, with Facebook. But now there's... But it, a, but, it, but that's a, it's a beautiful thing to revolt against in a way is, you know, in the, in the sense of, Oh, he, we'll make everything easy for you. Well, then my whatever we're going to do from here is going to specifically make it harder for you. <laughs> and the fact that you get to, you really yeah. like having it fed to your phone. Well, no, we're going to print it and send it in the mail. Yeah. And just as a as a as a you know a commentary, you know, mm. in, in 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 some way. Um, I I mean, my experience with Facebook was somewhat different. I you know rejected, never had it. I mm-hmm. I do still. I haven't fully deleted my um, fictitious page, but I had, uh, you know, I was involved in a relationship where it was just, it was um, better if my interaction with my friends who were female was kept secret. And so I started this, you know, so I have, you know, my dearest, oldest, you know, maybe second oldest friend, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, uh, on the on the planet. I can't communicate with her openly. Right. So well, now I have to go and use this fictitious thing under a fictitious name and then, you know, have all my nine friends or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that really bummed, I was like, okay, I need to. Yeah, I could like set up a wicker group or something like that, you know, or I don't know, but, but it, on using, I had, you know, ended up using the Facebook sort of platform for that, but I was just kind of disgusted at all the stuff that, mm. you know, I couldn't control the, the, the input that was coming back at me. Like it wasn't just sort of secure, you know, right. kind of communication. And eventually I, I just stopped using it because it was be, be partially because of that. You know, if you like this, you like this. Or, you know, your friend said this. Or, you know, something that you demonstrated, as you said, Michael, demonstrated an interest in once. And, and I agree. Well, I don't want to just be fed what I already like. Mm-hmm. Or even something which is 2% different from, you know, what I already like, which is <coughs> essentially the same as what I already like. And, and I, I would rather, I mean, the the... The ability to curate what one sees and to limit access at different levels is, I think, the most beautiful thing about the Vero Ah. social media platform because um, the the privacy settings are very easy to use and very Mm -hmm. strict. And so I can, if if something's like close to me that I don't really want to share with the entire world, but I would like to share with, you know, 30 people that I know who I've interacted with, who I've shared hardship with, who I'd been in, you know, foreign locations with and developed actual friendship with. Wow. I can just uh, speak to them directly in a, in a very easy way. 
mm-hmm. the fact that there's no advertising on there, that they're not collect that the, that the platform is not collecting any data. They've, you know, the, no, they will never the, the 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 platform itself and the people who run it will never ever suggest to you that wow, if you liked this, you might like that, mm-hmm. or please buy this, or and and the the ability for me to you know if I if I follow someone. I'm a friend, you know, I'm an acquaintance with them, let's say. Uh, my friends, I'll look at anything they post. Mm-hmm. An acquaintance? Uh, probably not, man. Your, mu- your taste in music is bullshit. <laughs> and I don't want that coming up on my phone all the time. So I'm going to scroll through and I'm going to find of all the different categories that are available in Vero with which, within which you can post, you know, sort of photos, links to news articles, books, restaurants, music, or whatever. I go through and click off like I don't want to see that person's music post takes nice photos that's cool that's the reason I came in the first place mm-hmm. but I don't want to know about the rest of your life okay I curate the feed and yes it is mm-hmm. me you know developing my own confirmation bias because someone could you know that person's bad taste in music could lead me to some place um uh, uh, you had d- no d- intention of going d- and, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it turns out to be okay yeah. you know it turns out to be n- good music but generally it's got to be you know pretty bad for me to turn it off and I, i'm just like there's no hope there is no way in hell that one out of the that i'm going to sift through the hundred to get the one so you, you don't think there's any chance that we could petition facebook to change their name to acquaintance book <laughs> because because they for me killed the Total. term friend like they absolutely demolished the term it will never have the same definition it mm. removed any semblance of what friend is and no one has ever acknowledged that. Now it's it's literally a game of like, oh, that person oh, f- unfriended me. <laughs> fucking right. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> because your fucking posts were bullshit. That doesn't mean I don't like you. It just means I don't like interacting with you in a virtual space. That's all that means. I mean, I'll defriend Nor do my- I want to give you access to yeah. I'll my defri- space. I'll defriend my mom. <laughs> she, she posts annoying shit. Sorry, mom. Go fuck yourself. I'll see you in Thanksgiving. But <laughs> if if you were, you know, if you could curate your feet a little bit better, you could just say, my mom has really bad taste in music. And, <laughs> and I don't want to look at that. Right. However, I would like to, you know, uh, receive her advice on, you know, sort of real estate matters. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep that open. <laughs> I, that, yeah, exactly. Well, Vero has been really interested because I was I was pretty skeptical about it at first. Not to like this sound, this might sound like a, a sales pitch, but it's not meant to be because there's some issues with it um, as far as usability go. And one of them is there's kinda hard issues to with human beings. Oh, 100%. On in, in the it. world. No, <laughs> in the world. So you're not saying that anything that's not. Yeah, it's, it's a it's that, that's a, it's funny. A, I literally wrote down the problem isn't social media. The problem is the people. People on social media. <laughs> that's yeah. actually pretty. I mean, because because it's, it's not a platform specific thing. No, you know, it's just it, it it's. Uh, excuse me, I interrupted. Oh, Please. Okay. Well, so I mean, what the thing that I like about it is it is categorized so that I can go right to the thing that I want to see, which for me is imagery. Like I want to see what people are doing and what they're writing about. Oh, and I can actually see the image as opposed to. You know, zooming in, then as soon as I let go, it, yeah, ex- in and that, I can post high resolution images. Exactly, on and that's my. Yeah, and I like, can turn my phone in case you know somebody posts a panorama, <laughs> and I can see it in that format. You know, right? The, you know that that it was intended to be seen. In, in. which case, the my image, goodness, the that's image shocking. media or the image software that has revolutionized how we interact is really shitty for images. Who the fuck would have guessed that? Like they have not. Mm. Sorry to use the term optimized anything that would help them reveal images. And that's one of the things that I really liked about first starting to use Vero was like 
ah, they thought about how to make this look nice. Oh, the aesthetic yeah. presentation mm-hmm. uh, on Vero is, uh, is it's astounding. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I say it's astounding, and now I look at it, and oh, this is pretty normal. Everybody else is fucked. Every other platform right, yeah, yeah, is yeah. wrong, while this one is right. This is the one like that visually for me is the most sort of nourishing mm-hmm. in a way, not only because of the quality of the people who are on it, but um, – the, the the fact that it's okay this is how i want to interact with images i don't want to hold my phone or tablet or whatever vertically oriented right <laughs> at all times and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now the yeah so and this is what kills me about ai and algorithms and things that are um why like what what is the purpose other than to advertise to us other than to sell us more shit that we don't need and this is always going to be the worst problem is like they created something very useful as in they connected the world together. Now, I understand that they needed to monetize that. But in monetizing it, they made themselves irrelevant because they masked the connection thing. They, they completely covered how useful it is to connect with people by trying to artificially connect them to things that no one gives a shit about. You know, if it, nice. if yeah. it mm-hmm. ever advertises <laughs> a fucking vacuum to me, I'm just going to flip the fuck. I, I just like... Now, okay, so it's pretty good need, about advertising. Like, in, well, so I tested. <laughs> we had this really weird thing it, where I was like, Facebook or I, I can't remember which one. I, I want to say that it was it was Instagram, okay. and I was like, they're completely fucking using the microphone on the phone and like conversation. They there is no way that they're not. So I own a Breville dual boiler espresso machine, and I have for years. Um, it broke recently. And my friend was interested in purchasing an espresso machine. So I had a conversation with him over text message about which Breville dual boiler or the double boiler, which the difference is, uh, and which one was better. And then I opened uh, Instagram like not even 15 minutes later. The first advertisement was for a Breville dual boiler (laughs) espresso machine. And I I just Mm. like, how? Like what the f- actual fuck? And this is—I'm not the only one that's yeah, experienced this. Yeah, I've heard this. that too. So I tried I've, testing I've, it when I was well using illicit drugs one time to like yell into my phone Dyson vacuums <laughs> to see if that would come up. I couldn't get it to work. So that's why I mentioned the vacuum thing. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But I was being a bit paranoid, so that could be. <laughs> well, that pretty much indicates which illicit drug you were using. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have been oh, using oh, illicit drugs. Okay. I will not either confirm. You get the glow mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> glow mark statement for that. I, that that in, in total. What my my question is like, how would you make it better? Like how would you take what we have now, resources wise, and make it so it's more useful, more functional? Um, so that you we all we obviously talked about the negative side of it. And there's a whole there, there's literally like Well, I haven't talked oh. about the oh. the positive so, oh yeah, of it. let's hear that. Okay, I mean, I got, I got one. Okay, and but it's, <laughs> I, I'm just being. No, there's probably more. There's more, but it, I, I am being sort of redundant because you already said this. It's mm-hmm. about the, the the actual connections, mm. and 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 in some ways, it's kind of a funny thing that uh, how the connections sometimes get made mm. is you know I've, I've started this. Um, you know, actually, what is, I think will turn into a pretty interesting you know long-term relationship um with with a guy who because we share similar uh sort of taste in music and we share similar tastes he's a a, a leica ambassador and Mm -hmm. he's um and he's into surfing and which i'm not into but you know the the, what evolved out of that was a conversation about fear 
and right. you know fear in the, in the context of this environment and it's all been you know by direct message over instagram but the first comment was and i <clears throat> i mean this guy it's randy bly i mean he's a um he's a uh, singer for the lamb of god and um and the first comment that came up, you know, I had uh, I had noticed the unbuilt zine, and I mm -hmm. bought it that he's involved with, and I bought a couple of copies because we're thinking, mm -hmm. you know, it was in the process when we were making our own zine. I was like, oh well, here's a, here's an interesting guy. He's like, he's got a really good eye for pictures. He's also um, someone who who uh, has been through some shit, and he's mm -hmm. uh, he's connected sort of art and action in a really unique way. So I'm gonna buy this zine and see what it's about. Commented to him, and then. Two days later, I posted some, you know, reference to a fairly obscure uh, Swiss band from who was active in the uh, the early '90s, uh, the Young Gods, and uh, just in a passing in my feed, and he's just like, nobody, oh my God, that album, mm -hmm. you know, Low Rouge is like an amazing record. Nobody knows about them this day, and more people should know. And we just started this music conversation, turned into a camera conversation, turned into the fear conversation, turned into. Um, you know, uh, uh, talking about writing. Now he's he uh, listened to the, one of the eps, uh, episodes, uh, the podcast recently, and we you know revisited the fear conversation and just thought, hmm. okay, this would never have happened. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, that was actually going to Lamb of God at Salt Air was one of the kind of that was one of those shows where I was unqualified to be up front. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we had, we had a little discussion. Salt but, Air does have I mean Slayer played there and I was even in my youth I was like it's a bit too much. Yeah. I think it's too much. You're kind of out <laughs> in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Black Dahlia it's, Murder played there. Excellent ooh. but also just like it's a little bit too violent. Yeah. I'm going to go with it and just I hope that I don't get hurt but it's a little bit too violent. Yeah. Too much. I mean hurt, when too Social much. Distortion too played much. there I mean happily you know oh, had nice. Paul Roberts, you know, <laughs> literally had my back, and like, <laughs> like, you know, up against the rail up front. And he's just like locked arms locked on nice. either side of us <laughs> you know, to like keep us from getting totally squished against the rail. It was, nice. it was great. But anyway, um, so and a couple of, you know, the uh, really fine friendship that developed with um, with Kelly Dessington. I mean, obviously, uh, it came out of you know your personal contact, and I knew who she was, and I was thinking, you know, but the way that I connected her with her was via social media, and unfortunately, you know, she could never come help out on one of the jobs that I thought I would need her for. Like I thought, you know, as a fellow, a female trainer, to help out on the Wonder Woman job, she would have been perfect. She's got her own gig, didn't work out. Still, we've you know run into each other in a couple different places. Went to see the Glenn Friedman exhibit in London because we both happened to be there at the time. I mean, it was, and and things of that nature that, that that those connections that can happen seem to well to me they overshadow a lot of the bullshit with the exception of currently you know I'd love to dump uh, I would love to get off Instagram and only use Vero mm -hmm. as my social media platform but I held on to the Instagram thing and I developed it I mean for the the, the way that I started it was I was actually using it to rehearse for a book project and yeah it w and it's images combined with words and i see how these things go together i watch how people interact with those things and that became the basis for refuge so it was but you know i was a bit mercenary about how i was using it and then i realized wow there's actually a lot of followers here if i if i only had something to sell and then i thought fuck i want to kill it i want to kill it i you know i wrote my sort of 
mm. you know, thesis on why I'm stopping with yeah. this and, and you know, the, 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 the advent of the advertising thing and now the recommended stuff that keeps coming up. If you like this, we think you should follow this and you got to turn that off. And I can't seem to turn off the thing where they keep telling me I could turn on notifications if I want to. And then you keep pressing the little X, you know, to make that banner go away and it keeps coming back. I'm just like, is there, maybe I'm missing something in settings. You know, I'm just one step ahead of a typewriter. Yeah, it's the delete button. It, <laughs> yeah, so, but, it, but I realized, okay, I, I hung on, and it, again, a very mercenary thing. I hung on to my Instagram thing, unlike Twitter, which at 17,000 followers, I quit because it was no longer providing me with the... Um, the outcome that I wanted or the service that I wanted or whatever I fucking wanted. Um, but the, but I held on to Instagram because I realized I will be able to use this to sell something. I'm going to be just as bad as every one of those other fuckers <laughs> who are using it to sell something. But I don't, I don't know if it, so it, it might get to that point, but what, what I thought was fascinating is, is that you use the platform and you, you used your focus um, because you had a plan on how to use it. Like that is just a fundamentally different thing that has come <laughs> out of anybody's mouth when they're talking about social media. Most people use it to occupy time or, the, or, or, or to, you know, have, um, uh, FOMO, like the fear of missing out kind of deal uh -huh. where they're just like, Oh, I is wish that I... what, is that what that means? FOMO? Yeah. Yeah. Fear I, of missing out. I was, okay. That was <laughs> another acronym. I was just like, Oh yeah, yeah. I just nod my head. <laughs> And Smile, thinking I, I, I don't, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know that either. Fully admitting I don't know what it is, but I guess not caring because, like I've, it would come up and I would ignore it. It would come up and I would ignore it. My life wasn't any poorer for not knowing what FOMO meant, and so I just <laughs> didn't bother looking it up. So I was like clearly, it's not critical knowledge. <laughs> how I think about the major conglomerates, which are like if people don't know, the investors in Twitter are the investors in Instagram, which now I mean, this is becoming a very small circle, circle jerk. It's not even a fucking small circle. It's just got like people in Silicon Valley jerking the, each other off about what they can build and attract people to. I like how you put the E on the end of that Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> right next to Botox Valley. That's <laughs> literally, that's kind of what it feels like. And, and this is okay. We taught, I mean, people use this term the incorrect way all the time. And, and that like the people that fall into this category using uh, social media are generally the ones that should title themselves and they'll uh, what I call like herd mentality and people oh you're just a sheeple or like whatever the fuck that the herd mentality is that you could easily distract somebody with a pretty pasture like cows go ooh look grass and then they go over to grass right before they head to the fucking meat grinder, which is they're just directing the flow so people do what they behave like. And what you just said, it like basically stands in the face of that, of like, no, I'm using it for this. I'm not using it for what they want me to, which yeah. is to fucking click on ads. And that brings me to like what I think the biggest problem is, is that it's, it's bad incentives. Like we are attracted to bad incentives. We, if you just, you know, we know we react from dopamine. And if a psychologist knows that, Facebook knows that. So therefore, if they feed us enough of that dopamine charge, we'll come back. Therefore, they can give us ads. We can become consumers or we can become political affiliations. Mm -hmm. And then that political affiliations gives power back to the ad space. Like we are fulfilling a prophecy that we are not in control of. 
and we very well could be in control of it. Like we, we, all we have to do is not like things. That's all it takes. Not like things. Don't click on ads. Don't like things and see what happens to a fundamentally flawed system. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy anything. I'm not anti-consumer. I'm not Mm -hmm. anti, uh, maybe I'm anti-consumption because if I need something, I will go out and look for the thing because I know that I need it. If I click on an ad because it looks like the shiny thing, that that's consumption and that that's it's partake. a shiny lure and you're about to get a hook in your mouth and then you're going to find yourself on the deck of a boat and i almost <laughs> fall for it all the time instagram will advertise a new camera bag and i'm like oh, god damn it i just i uh, the worst thing for me is like uh, oh, been, i'm scrolling and for someone uh, some unknown reason and someone who's advertising something actually posts an interesting image. Oh, yep. And then I'll like the image before I see what that ah, sponsored. Oh, motherfucker. Shit. And I'm like, unlike, take it back. Get, take, take it back. back. Yeah. And then, I, and so what, like what probably constitutes a second like when you dislike <laughs> it or unlike it or whatever right. the fuck you call that. And perhaps that's a problem with like, we can take this out of the social media thing and just say that that's a problem with, with life as bad incentives. Like we're incentivized to get a job so we can buy cars and houses and raise families that we don't need that can also get trapped into a system. To incentivize this cog and machinery to keep going when in reality, like social media could have been a platform for rebellion. It could have been a platform for subversiveness to underwrite that we don't need you, that we don't need, we don't need the same culture just magnified. Except that, that typically the platform has been developed by the um the man right <laughs> if you will or someone who wants to be the man and so it's it's an unuseful uh, and uh, if you look in any of the places where there's some social unrest going on and the social media mm-hmm. platforms have been either radic you know severely restricted mm-hmm. throttled whatever or shut down entirely it's like yeah the social media platform turns out that having you know being run by the establishment mm-hmm. against which you are trying to revolt right. um they can just shut down your means of communication so yeah. Uh, so, so I don't think that's an actually true thing is that, that it could be used for something. Well, it um, could have constructively subversive. Right. <laughs> I, I think like the, uh, the rebellion that happened in Egypt is a perfect example. Like there was this uprising and they basically gathered through Twitter or other social media, hundred thousand people into the square. So it's just like the rave mentality. Yeah, yeah. They they told there was going to be glow sticks, and there was just a different kind of glowing bottle with liquid in it that flamed differently. Um, The the point being, like, yeah, that's never going to be. It's not that I want the world to to fall apart. It's like I like a balance of power, and I think you have to recognize, like, social media could have been that balance of power. It was a way for the first time for people to speak out loud. And instead of speaking, or instead of learning to speak in a manner where people would listen. People didn't correct their grammar or focus on their words. They they spoke with their pocketbooks and they just acted exactly like how what is predictable with human beings is that they want to buy shit as opposed to um, say better things and and learn better things. And that, that's my biggest disappointment with it. And hearing Mark say that like, oh, I plan to use it for this. I think that's that the, in itself is a fix. That's like, the subversion, right? In, in a sense, yeah. I guess is. Like well, I, I, I it, it's not how I started out using it, um, no. but within a couple of months, I realized yeah. how effective this was at 
okay, there's there's some there's some restrictions, you know, with it and that sort of thing. But you can find a workaround for most of that. If I decide I want to use the one to two point seven aspect ratio, well, I have to, you know, <laughs> post my you know break up my pictures in a different way in order to do it. But, um, uh, but in any case, it was just okay. This is this is a value for me. This is a valuable tool. Mm. That, that I can use to achieve an objective that, okay, and, and even more kind of uh, counter-cultural in a way is the fact that I'm using this digital means to rehearse for what amounts to an analog production. Yeah. Like I'm going to turn this into, into, a, into a, a, a book. Yeah. Uh, into that, a, a you know a brick doesn't that change like this i mean maybe this is going in uh to uh, just a, a kind of another level that i kind of glossed over uh, and we've talked about it before of how social media shapes you but when's the last time we thought about how we want to shape our social media now we're not in control of the whole thing but we do speak for like the people that use it have control if they decide to want to use it the systems will fall in place to how it is used because people will always want people on their platform. Like it's what we call sticky in the app terminology. It's like you want your app to be sticky. You want people to constantly be attracted to it and have reasons to come. Now we have bad incentives like our, you know, how many people liked my photo? That's a bad incentive because that photo and your dopamine response to it will then enact how you're going to post things in the future based on response. And that's not necessarily the thing that's useful. And we've, I mean, people have been open about this. I mean, a certain individual that I absolutely want to throw into the garbage has admitted that his social media is 100% in response to what people like, which means he's not in fucking control of anything. He like any, he has the goal to call himself a fucking leader when he's just at the fucking bottom of the barrel for whether people press like or not. That's what your actions are dictated by, yeah. of wh- whether somebody likes your thing. Sorry, you can't call yourself a fucking leader. You are a lemming. That, it starts with L, I, I agree, but it's not the same fucking thing. Rant over. <laughs> I, over. I, I was just, and like I said, I, I couldn't agree more, and I, and I really appreciate rants. Um, yeah, in... Me personally, I, it's all this kombucha, man. It's got me hopped up. <laughs> I need some kombucha. I was told on social media that it's good for for my gut flora. Oh, uh, you clicked on the, the ad. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I clicked on is the it? girl with the elastic band around her legs oh, doing a yeah. butt workout, and the bottle was in the background, and I was like, I "Wonder I, what drink I, that is." I, I thought actually she had was squeezing the bottle in between the, her butt cheeks <laughs> as she was doing the squats, and that's what sort of caught your eye as opposed to the that was no that that was on the other post that was an avocado toast. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah right. She's selling the, a gluten free bread, apparently. Oh, no, <laughs> and and and. Uh, a, 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 a wire that you can slide into the waistband of your bikini to you know raise the bikini bridge a little bit higher. Oh, oh because you're trying to look a way that you actually I don't, aren't. so you can attract yeah. the thing that you actually don't want. That 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 also doesn't want you. Once they realize um, y- you were <clears throat> faking, how <laughs> fake everything is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get like we should make a pro- We should do a game where like if if we have a product and somebody can like do the most ridiculous post with the product that we talk about, they get a free issue of Rays or they get a t-shirt or they get a sticker or whatever. I like, uh, because again, I want to, I want to control what's on social media and not have social media control me. And I think that'd be a fun game to like assert that. Yeah. 
I don't know. Say, I don't know. That's, that has NSFW written all over it, <laughs> if you ask me. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. Don't take my as just an idea off the top of my head. So, um, Paul, I mean, there's there's clearly some positive stuff that um, comes Can out of it. Come out of it, yeah. yeah. And I, I think, um, I, I, I personally, I don't think the positive outweighs, you know, weighs more than the negative, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, but, but that's... Because, um, I mean, I'm only a closet optimist. <laughs> I, I can't be an optimist in public. I got to be pessimistic out here because it's part of my dishonest representation of myself. Um, <laughs> which, you know, it's a, <clears throat> it's what I you know like to broadcast is not me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's super helpful for selling stuff. Yeah, it's shockingly. <laughs> I, so but, I, I did one post with uh, like that jacked guy. Um, who's a Thai guy, a Tyler guy that I posted for the podcast is just Jack. Talk about transformation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. got unbelievable comments about people. Like, I mean, yeah. they missed the whole fucking point. But then I posted a picture of some bones hanging in a fucking a graveyard, basically, and that didn't go as well. So apparently I should just post pictures of jacked people. I recall uh, having a conversation um, at our former organization. I always <laughs> like to say it's mine, but you guys helped make it what it was before it became what it is. Um, uh, having a conversation about, oh, I went through and, uh, it, and, and this is uh, the the Bobby Maximus, went through <laughs> and looked at all of the, and this is what goes back to how much fucking spare time do these people have? But he went through every post <laughs> that had been up on the Jim Jones Instagram feed mm-hmm. and looked at the number of likes um, versus the content of the image. Not necessarily the text because mm-hmm. most of the text after I stopped posting was bullshit, but it might have been bullshit before. I just jump uh, into Monday. It was all I can think of. Yeah. Um, but, but he had identified the one particular person who's, who, when he was the subject of a photo, those images got the most likes. Wow. And I could not, but I wouldn't like, you know, wouldn't have thought uh, th- th- that would have been the case. And I, I it totally mystified me. And, and he said, and so I said, oh, so your conclusion is that the, the organization should post more pictures of that individual in order to, you know, get more like receive more likes or whatever. And I just thought like, how did this happen? I mean, yes, that person radically transformed himself, you know, over a period of time. But if you hadn't been watching that period of, you know, through that period of time, you would never know that. Because the, the, the pictures, you know, there were no, uh, I only knew the backstory because I saw him when he first came into the gym and I saw, you know, how he had sort of reinvented himself or reshaped himself, recomposed not only psychologically, but physically over a two year period. Mm. And that's when the images started going up. You didn't see the before or the, you know, during transformation. It was just right. the, you know, just the after and I thought, well, that's completely disingenuous. Why would I post pictures of this thing, which is. You know, it's only interesting if you know the whole story, which is precisely what is missing from most social media posts. Oh, yeah. You mean being genuine? (laughs) (laughs) Well, because there's a new brand of social media. There's the outrage post, right? And now I've noticed there's the pity post. So, or the um, the self-aggrandized humble brag post, which is, you know. Humble bragging. Here's a picture of me when I'm sucking in, and here's a picture of me relaxed. And it's like, 
you know, you know, sucking pictures. That's for Tumblr, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a gift. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. oh, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and the idea behind it is to get like, yeah, social media is fake, um, except you're, they're perpetuating the same problem. Like, getting the fake is that people like it. I mean, we're here. We are. We've just spent right now an hour and twenty minutes talking about this. Mm-hmm. We are perpetuating it. Um, I might disagree. Okay, because what I think that we're doing by deconstructing and in, in trying to be helpful, we've obviously landed on the negative side effects because they're way more interesting yeah. sometimes than the positive. Is that trying to get people to think about what they're doing? Like, I'm not trying to get people to... Oh, wait, go- we're going back to paying attention? <laughs> Being <laughs> observant? Uh, yeah, because what you said, like, I, I never... So I, I try to really limit... Like, I erase most of the stuff off my phone so I can't have the bad habit. It, and it is a habit. Like, I, I, like, oh, I'm bored. I can just do this. Mm-hmm. I tried to change that to, like, just reading a book instead. So if I have, like, 30 seconds, I try to open whatever book is open in iBooks and I'll just try to read a paragraph or whatever. And I... F- found that the time that I would normally spend on Instagram or Facebook, if I spend that reading, that's an extra book a month. Like literally mm-hmm. an extra book a month. Clearly your computer's too fast because when I have the wheel of death. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's, so that's just when our, I yeah. well, I'm t- open like, social media or I open okay. a book. Well, or I mean I, like toilet time, like what, whatever the, like waiting in line at the bank the other day. So I was waiting in line at REI the other day to buy a new pair of shoes and it had been 10 minutes, but I didn't fucking, the guy kept apologizing to me and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? But I was reading a book in iBooks and I bet I have to admit that I got this from Joel Snape. So Joel uh, is nice. a, a friend of ours who, you know, I, I think he's still the chief, uh, editor in chief for men's health. Uh, men's fitness, whatever the fuck. Sorry, Joel. I don't in the know. UK. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you do. Uh, it's a men's health magazine. Anyways, he's, he's fairly interested in a ton of different interesting Iron subjects. Life, I think he works for it too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and he mentioned to me that like he has a newborn. Um, he ha- He's juggling a couple different businesses and he really wanted to increase his reading amount. And so he just mentioned like, oh yeah, all I did was just... I just exchange social media for reading. Any chance I get, if I'm standing in line, I open a book, even if it's just a paragraph. Yeah. Um, you just have this habit of constantly going to learn something. So when you say like, oh, we're just perpetuating the idea, I think unless we give an idea to change that behavior. And my idea is that um, although there are pieces you could read on Twitter, like that's, I, I think Twitter is probably one of the most productive social medias because you're generally linking out to articles or something. Uh, although it all kind of reduces into the same bullshit. Um, by spending your time educating yourself as opposed to entertaining yourself, I, I think that changes <laughs> the perpetual nature of social media. It's not going away. And people aren't going to change their habits. And the people that don't want to change their habits, I don't fucking care about you anyway because you're not interested in like changing your behavior. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, like I figure if we can give – some kind of helpful thing. And we're not masters of this. I don't want to give the impression that I've like the guru of mastering my time and that I'm not distracted by likes or I'm not distracted by the dopamine rush you get from a successful post. We all are infected by this social draw to please everybody, but understand that it's all a fucking illusion. Like all of this shit is fake. Whether your picture is, you know, doesn't, whether you hashtag it no filter or not. 
<laughs> Life, no filter. <laughs> I guess we should start filtering our fucking conversations because they tend to go down wormholes. But uh, <laughs> I digress. Oh. Camel, camel straights. Yeah. So uh, in, in the interest of wrapping the subject up, because I don't want to perpetuate it. <laughs> yeah. I, I could honestly say, like, I think Mark's comment to me makes it the most obvious that, like, a plan to use it a specific way and control your use for it. And that's something I'll try to put into my own action. I mean, I think I've tried to do that. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't articulate enough about it. So that that help, that sums up this whole conversation for me. For sure. I, I, I specifically control when I'm on it. I, I My phone in general, like I try to, if I'm around people, yeah. I'll put it away. Like I, I won't have it out. Uh, unless there's something very pressing, like maybe the main sewer line, that something <laughs> just um, but and and the city is communicating by text yeah, or something to yeah. tell you that they're not going to be here between the hours of two and the afternoon and <laughs> seven a.m. tomorrow morning. It, exactly, it, <laughs> just need to be there for that window. And the next level, and one of the reasons that I even brought this up is is my main concern is like honestly for my for my kids because it's a oh, huge yeah. problem for them and the way that I've. But like, and this is getting past the social media thing and, and more just like like portable devices and being uh, able to interact and, and utilize these things. Uh, but we, we don't use them on specific days, like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, there's like no electronics. So um, really sort of, that, that's a family yep. sort of decision. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, so we, we try to, oh, limit it uh but like you said it can be a useful tool and uh you know it's uh the problem is not the social media it's just the the, mm. the people or us that are, that are using it yeah we tend to as human beings just kind of ruin everything we touch so <laughs> or create the infection and, isn't social media or digital anything it's human everything and yeah. we're no it's a virus <laughs> we are a virus yeah. and with that have a good day Thanks.